Y'all thought it was me, but it's full on Greg today. Greg made the drive to Anime, Oklahoma. So that's currently where he is. So you guys have me here for a little bit until Greg can get everything situated. But today we have Chuck Huber on for the con hour. And I am so excited for this conversation. <laughs> Just from the like pre-conversation that me and you had before we like went live i just feel like we're kindred spirits and we're just going to be bffs i really wish that i was in anime oklahoma so i could come to see you but i want to kind of dive into greg was talking to me earlier a little bit about it and now all the voiceovers and stuff that you have done and being a voice actor so how did you fall into that i have been an actor for my whole life i like I remember very like eighth grade seventh grade started acting and it clicked like uh, in Texas, they have these uh, competitions. They're like little acting competitions. And I went to my first one in ninth grade and I came home with a box full of trophies. And that sort of uh, uh, made my parents go, wait a minute, he's doing something successfully. We should encourage him to do that. And so uh, I continued all through high school and went to college at DePaul University in Chicago, quit my third year to work at the Steppenwolf and Goodman Theater and the Court Theater and uh, uh, a, 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 a theater group called the Dog Boys and and just did a it started my whole career really wonderfully in Chicago and uh, then went back to school and finished my degree. Kids, I didn't waste three years of of student loans to not get my degree. I finished, but then after that, I moved to Texas and. <clears throat> was at a rehearsal. I'd started a theater company and started it with an improv show. And we we're at rehearsals for this improv show. And I was warming up and my buddy, Brad Jackson, who plays Oolong in Dragon Ball Z, was like, you should go audition for this uh, Dragon Balls thing. And I was like, Dragon Balls? That, that sounds like porn. And he was like, no, it's Japanese anime. And I was like, oh, so it's definitely, definitely porn. And he was like, no, it's not right? porn. That's, that's mostly, the addition I got. Mostly kicking yeah. and fighting. <laughs> and I went and I auditioned for this guy named Chris Sabat. And he was like, yeah, man, that was great. Do you want to record it right now? And I was like, record it right now? And he was like, yeah, you got the part. Let's just go ahead and lay it down. And I was like, all right, this seems fishy. So I kind of blew it off. But it, then I got a check like two weeks later. And I was like, oh, okay. And as an actor, if you get paid to act, you're like, that's the best job in the world. So I threw myself pretty fully into it. First role was Garlic Jr. in Dragon Ball Z. Uh, the actual first role was one of his henchmen, Mustard. 
but Garlic was the big character. And then I did uh, Android 17 and Emperor Pilaf and Android 13 and Master Shen and Mr. Shu and Invisible Guy, a bunch of the Dragon Ball Z stuff. And then Yu Yu Hakusho was Hiei and Dr. Stein and Soul Leader. And currently I am Kurogiri in uh, My Hero Academia, which is the, the one the kids like nowadays. They're like, that's the best show ever. Uh, but yeah, so I've been doing it for like 25 years, 23 years, something like that. I don't remember exactly when I started. It was like 98, 99, somewhere around there. Oh, okay. I always say the 90s was a good time. I was born in the 90s. It's the best time, in my personal opinion. Greg differs, but it to me is the best. So, Greg likes but- the 70s and 80s like me, I bet. <laughs> I don't know. Greg's <laughs> He's still muted. He's oh, like, this hotel Wi-Fi is terrible. <laughs> We've made him. <laughs> hey, technically you're on your hot spot. You can't be mad. You're on your hot spot. Yep, oh, see, and now he's disappeared. <laughs> he's gone completely. He is gone completely. So you mentioned that you went to school for three years and then you kind of took a break and then you went back. So what was right. your degree in? Uh, So I started with a degree, the acting degree, the BFA in acting, and I couldn't finish in the acting program. So I had to finish in the theater studies program, which made it easier because I was actually in a play at the time. I was playing Bolingbroke and Richard II at the Goodman Theater. And I uh, went back for my theater studies degree, which was, uh, you know, like I had to take a lighting course and and, uh, a theater criticism course and... uh, a stage, some other stagecraft course. So I got a bunch of other classes in my fourth year of college that I wouldn't have gotten in in the theater program. And I was already doing theater, so I didn't really need to do it in college, as it were. Nice. I like it. And you mentioned that you came to Texas, so welcome. I am biased. It's the best state. I have left, so. (laughs) I, I started in Chicago, and when my mom got remarried, we moved to Texas in seventh grade. So I went seventh through 12th grade here in Texas, spending the summers up north in Chicago, and then went back to school at, at DePaul for uh, uh, college, and then came back to Texas. So I've, I've been a Texas person since uh, 1983, I guess. Oh, yeah, uh, off I love and on, it. With like 10 years in Chicago. So I love yeah. Texas. Texas is amazing. Oh, I love it. I was born and raised here. I haven't left. I left one time to go to Detroit for a three-day wedding, and that was it. Like, I just don't venture out. I feel like Texas is good enough, you know, because 12 hours are still in the same state. There's plenty to see. You know, I'm good. I'm just going to say, if Detroit was your first venture out of Texas, you may not have set yourself up for success. (laughs) I really, I don't, I know I didn't. I know 100% I didn't. Poor Detroit. I love Detroit. Detroit's amazing. It's, it's got, it's fallen on some rough times with the car stuff, but uh, it's a great city. There's some great, there's a great convention up there. I can't, I'm forgetting the name of it right now, but it is a banger convention. That is awesome. Uh, so I always yeah. love going back to Detroit. Yeah. Well, so speaking of conventions, when did you kind of get into going to conventions? You know, my first convention was uh, Funimation, which is the parent company. Well, it was the now Sony is it's owned by Sony. But back in the day, Funimation was the anime company. And they sent me an email or, or somebody talked to me in the office. They were like, hey, we'd like you to go to this convention. And I was or, I was like, OK, that uh, sounds good. 
and they kind of gave me details. And I was like, hey, could I bring my family instead of flying and you don't buy me a ticket and give me money for gas? And they were, they were like, sure. So I was like, this is awesome. I was like, come on, we're going to go to uh, this convention in California called San Diego Comic-Con. Oh, my uh, gosh. I know. Yes. So my very first convention was Comic-Con in San Diego. And uh, I went thinking I was going to be like a because I'd worked conventions before as an actor. You can get hired as yeah. an actor at conventions that like a pipe fitting company will be like, our pipe fitters are terrible at talking. Let's hire some actors for the convention. Give them a script and have them pass out materials. So I thought I was going to the convention to like watch Yu Yu Hakusho. It's a great, it was during Yu Yu Hakusho right, right here. That's Hie from Yu Yu Hakusho okay. right over my shoulder. But uh, I was like, watch, you know, I thought it was going to be like passing out flyers or like, you know, like working like a grunt. I thought that's what they were bringing me out there for. And I, and I got out there and they were treating me really weird. You know, I had like a person to help me like do things and tell me where to go. Wow. And I was like, this is different. And I was like, well, yeah. what am I, what am I supposed to do? And they were like, well, your autograph signing is from three to six. And I was like, my autograph signing. <laughs> I was like, you guys don't know how fame works. Cause I'm not going to be signing any autographs. You're silly. And they were like, mm, just show up at here's where the table is. And they gave me a little map. And I was like, okay, I'll see you there at three. And I was like, three to six, easy peasy. So we went to like Coronado Island for the day. And I got back by like two and like showered and changed. And I went to the, the convention, found my way to the little table and uh, sat down at the table. I'm like, see, this is stupid. There's nobody here. And they were like, no, Chuck, that's your line you got a big line there was like a line wrapped ar around the whole wow. room for oh my me God. and then they were like oh, wow. yeah they were like release the hounds and and, and people <laughs> started coming up to the table and i started <laughs> signing my first autographs ever in my life and well that's not true i used to sign i used to do children's shows at casa manana here in fort worth and after the children's shows you would stay in character and I'd been the scarecrow in the Wizard of Oz. So I had signed, you know, autographs as the scarecrow. Oh, yes, Sally, I'll sign you. So I'd signed autographs like that before, but never for being me. And the first girl that came up was a big Hie fan. She started crying. Like my very first autograph, she started crying. And she then she I was like, I came out and gave her a big hug. And I was like, what is going? Why are you crying? And she was like, my dad. And I watched all of Yu Yu Hakusho while he was dying of cancer. And Hiei was oh my his favorite character. And yeah. I always wanted, and I was like, you know, bawling and she's bawling. And then we sat oh, there and, okay. and like, I must've taken 20, 30 minutes with the first person in line. There's like a line, like 200 people long. And then finally people were like, Chuck, you have to move on to the next person. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is, I can't love everybody the same. I, I was like, this is gonna suck. So I had to learn how to kind of like really yeah. give attention and, and be present for people. And, 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 you know, it's a, it's a, it is a job. It's, I mean, it's amazing. It's a, it, you know, I certainly am very privileged to be able to do the, the job of going to conventions and meeting people and signing autographs. Uh, I've done precast concrete. I've done construction work. I've, I've done cleaned grease traps and BYOB strip clubs. I mean, like I've done some really, really terrible jobs. Uh, signing autographs is not one of them. 
it's air conditioned. People bring you water. Yeah. <laughs> there are nice people who say nice things to you all day long. So it's really, <laughs> as far as jobs go, it's not that hard, but you do, you have to focus and make sure you're, you're present. Cause you don't know when the next person who comes up is, is really having a moment with you and yeah. you have to be present for that moment. And if you're not present to that, you can really hurt someone. And we all make mistakes. We make mistakes at the table occasionally. Uh, some people make more mistakes than others. But, uh, you know, you try to always be present and never be short. And, and uh, you know, you're there to represent this, this two-dimensional character in three-dimensional life that means so much to people. So you have to, you have, a, you have the honor of doing that. So you got to rise to that occasion all day long while you're at a convention, you got to be there and uh, deliver for, cause you know, some people are like, Hey, sign my thing so I can sell it on eBay. And you're like, that's great, dude. You know, and you get to kind of move on. But some people are like really yeah. emotionally attached to, to the interaction. So you have to be there for it. Uh, yeah. So it's a, you know, it's a great gig. It's a great uh, life. Uh, it's, it's been an awesome career. I never, uh, you know, we get to be famous. Like it's really got to have air quotes. Somebody called me a, a B lister on uh, Twitter the other day. And I was like, that is such a compliment. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I really consider my more like a D lister, but you bumped me up two levels to B lister. That yes. is super sweet of you. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we get to feel what it's like to be uh, recognized in that way while we're in the convention. But once yeah. we leave the convention, nobody cares. Nobody cares. Well, I mean, being at the San Diego Comic-Con, which for me is like the mother of all Comic-Cons, it's my goal yes. to get there, right? I want to just go as an attendee one year before I die. It would be lovely. But for you to go as a guest, and then you had like a line of people wearing your autograph, I mean, I just think that that is like the coolest thing. And so, yeah, being a B-lister, like, yes. Like, I would totally, it's a big compliment, man, you know? I love it. I love it. But I like I like what you said it so elegantly when you were like, you really have to be, you know, present because you really kind of can impact that post, like that person that you're giving the autograph to. And, you know, like if it's the one that's going to go sell it on eBay, they don't really care. They don't really want the time. But then like the, the first lady, you know, the one that it meant something really deep her, I think it's, you know, Greg, you're talking on the stream. Oh, there he goes. I know. Uh, I took him off. I took Greg <laughs> off. Greg has been silenced. You guys, Greg has been that's silenced. Good. good for you. Uh, you know, it's interesting because almost to a person, I don't know a single voice actor who doesn't have the same philosophy as I do when yeah. it comes to the table work. We all are so thankful to be doing it. And we all, uh, you know, we're a family. Families have squabbles from time to time. But oh, to yeah. a person, every single voice actor is there for that job for the fandom. They all know what that job is at the table and, and they're uh, really good at it. I mean, every single one of them has their different style and we copy each other's styles or, you know, there's, there's all sorts of, you know, you have prints, you have a backdrop, you know, do you stand up? Do you sit? How do you do the pictures? What's it, you know, so there's a whole form and function to it. And everybody, everybody works really hard at it from the anime side for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I mean, I can understand how you guys really make an, an impact because you guys really do bring the characters to life. And so it's, it's one of those, you know, where 
I just, I like the way that you said it. It was just like, you never know the impact that you're going to make with the person at the table, you know, so always kind of being present, which I think yeah. is you know, the right, the right mindset to go into it with. The hardest is like on a Sunday after a really long grilling convention and someone yeah. comes up to you and you're just, your voice is tired and they're like, I really want to hear. And you're like, oh, I'm going to try to give it to you, but I'm so tired. <laughs> and so like, if you really want to hear it, show up on a Friday. <laughs> right, <laughs> if you yeah, show up on a Sunday, you may not get the full blast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be the best on a Friday. Okay. Like yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, no, I love that though. And I love like your whole story and how you, you come in and your like personality is just so much like mine. Like, you know, Life's too, you know, too much fun to take seriously kind of thing. But I saw on your IMBD that you also are a writer. So what kind of things do you write? Uh, probably the work I'm most uh, proud of, and we're coming up on the anniversary, is a film I wrote called Arbor Day the Musical, which is a musical comedy about September 11th. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> and uh, it, it is it is a film. Nobody agreed. Like all the actors, all had differing opinions about the day, and uh, I had my own sort of version of the day. But it, it, it was about a theater director trying to put together a musical about September 11th, and it fails spectacularly. But it's got some really great songs in it. Uh, Firefighter Jesus is probably my favorite. Uh, but it's, it's incredibly in, in, incisive into like the, the, like the whole emotional tenor surrounding, uh, the events of that day. And I'm, I've been doing, I have a panel I call the, it's called the fringe panel. And it, uh, all it does, uh, it's a late night panel at conventions. All I do is discuss conspiracy theories and Love I can speak it. intelligently about any conspiracy theory. I can talk mm -hmm. reptoids. I can talk hollow earth. I can talk flat earth. I can talk. It doesn't matter. I can talk about all of them. They're to me more interesting and more fun than the Kardashians or the real housewives or soap operas. And, and, and I think the, the correct disposition uh, towards everything we're fed in, uh, the media landscape nowadays is to just, you know, call BS on the front end and then discern what is the truth later on. So you just like George Carlin says, anything coming from the government or the media, I instantly discard and then try to come form my own conclusions. So I love, I love delving into all those things. And, 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 uh, and as an actor, your job is to suspend your disbelief. And I use that when I'm exploring different ideas and I suspend my disbelief and say, well, what if that was true? What if what these people believe was true? How would it be true? How would it impact my day? And I can tell you after 20 years of deep, deep study in it, generally speaking, none of, none of it impacts your day. Most of the days you just have to love your kids and try not to be a dick and, uh, uh, you know, be, be, uh, be as happy as you can, you know, do your yeah. chores, make your bed, like all that stuff matters way more than whether or not reptoids are controlling the government, now, which well, they definitely, you had me, you had me up until make government. your bed, you know, up until make your bed, you had me, and then, <laughs> then you lost me, man, you lost me. I'm kind of one of those. What's frustrating what? what's frustrating for me is our cat sleeps with us at night. Uh -huh. And he sleeps, he's still there when I wake up in the morning. And I, as a human being, 
made it my habit, my ritual to make my bed every morning. That's a thing I've done since I was in junior high. It's how I read somewhere. It was like some self-help person was like, people who make their bed are more successful. So like from seventh grade on, I make my bed every single morning. And now we got this stupid cat that I love who (laughs) sits in the bed and doesn't, doesn't, so I kind of try to make it without disturb, but I don't want to like flip right. him off the bed because the bed's not making the bed's not important, more important than the cat. So I'm, I'm frustrated the last uh, five or six years with this cat. I haven't been able to make my bed every morning. Oh my goodness. Darn that cat. <laughs> I have a cat that sleeps you trouble. With yeah. I have a cat that sleeps with me, but I don't know if he sleeps with me or because I sleep like with a heated blanket. Cause I like my house right. really cold. I breathe better in the cold. So my house is like 67 all the time. So I have, right. you know, a heated blanket. And so I'm pretty sure my cat prefers my heated blanket over me, you know, but right. Yeah. No, we have I'm a, not- we have like a, like a mattress topper that can be heated. Cause my wife is a lizard. So she needs to be under a heat lamp and, and uh-huh. I am uh, generally need to be frozen. I'm a, like a rabbit it. or something. So like, mm-hmm. so like each side of the bed, my side of the bed is cold and her side of the bed is warm. Uh, oh, it's it's okay. really like, as far as purchases I've made in the past uh, 20 years, it's one of the best uh, purchases I've made. No, I'm yeah, going to have great. to do that. I'm going to have to tell but, my husband that because I would like to be warm. You know, I just yeah. kind of, I breathe better in the cold. You know, it's the weirdest yeah. thing. We, my wife and I, we meet at the center and we'll like, I'll like stick an elbow on her and she'll like yeah. touch me. We're like, good night. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good night. Stay on your cold <laughs> side. I'll be on my warm side. <laughs> exactly. I don't. I don't know. I have it. I mean, I think I have like three heated blankets throughout my whole house, right? And my daughters have gotten where they love it, but my <coughs> animals, my animals are the worst. So I have oh, two yeah. dogs and two cats, and they all love. They think the heated blankets are theirs. They will fight over the heated blankets. It is the craziest thing. I know. Of course, they are just. It's the craziest, craziest thing. But you're going to be joining Greg tomorrow right. in my Oklahoma, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 I drive in tomorrow morning, Anime, Oklahoma, in Midwest City, uh, Oklahoma, just east of Oklahoma City. Uh, I've gotten a lot of people uh, messaging me on Facebook saying they're going to be there. It it looks to be like it's going to be a banger show. Uh, It's the Queen's Dead, so I'm using British terms. uh, Oh, look at that. Is that my guest pass? (laughs) That is your guest pass. All access, baby. All access. I love my favorite shows. No, go ahead. Before my internet, (laughs) like I said, it's bad here right now. But one thing I did want to ask you was about your master class and how can people sign up for that and where can they go for that? Sure. So my, I usually sign up. I mean, I've got a couple of ads running on Facebook and on Twitter. And by ads, I mean, I posted a picture my wife made. Uh, you can email me at fireflyworks at gmail.com. The masterclass is on Wednesday nights from 6 to 9 p.m. in the Wednesdays in October. And we study dialects. We study acting technique. We study a bunch of different sort of psychological techniques. <coughs> Excuse me. I have to take a drink. Mm. I've, I've run out of spit in my throat. Uh, but the the class, uh, I've been teaching it for seven years online. Super effective for people. We do a lot of uh, 
sort of looking at your habits, because I, I always say you want to be an actor. Well, you have to have the habits of an actor. What are your habits currently? They're perfect. Let's just add on to them. So it's a, a subroutine technique. So we look at what you're already doing and we try to just add something to that so that you're not having to like feel like I have to change my life. You just start adding little bits to your life until it starts going the direction you want. Now, we talked about this a little. You call it master class, but it's also good for beginners also, correct? Yeah, that's that's a misunderstanding people have sometimes. It's a master class because I am a master. Uh, it doesn't mean you have to be a master. It. I, I take, uh, I've had, you know, Twitch streamers and YouTubers with millions of followers take the class. I've had professional voice actors take the class. I've had professional New York Broadway people take the class because they're like, I'm an actor, but I want to get into voice work. And we do. We go over all the different places to audition and submit your demos and that, that you know, the sort of nuts and bolts of how do I make my career start to flourish. But I, I go from there all the way to people who are, um, you know, neurodivergent and they'll be in the same class, like neurodivergent people who sometimes we need communication, you know, uh, scaffolding to try to help us work together a little better. But uh, I like the mixture of people because everybody affirms everybody else. You know, you feel affirmed when people respect what you're trying to do and, and they, they give you that affirmation of presence. Like I'm looking at you, I see you, I hear you, I love what you're doing. Um, so it is for definitely for all levels, for sure. Now, unfortunately, I can't get my Facebook up. A Facebook user had asked, what's your favorite part of being an actor? Okay, so most actors, this is true almost across the board, that we get into this job because we want to not be ourselves. And a lot of times that comes out of pain. That's why actors have a, uh, you know, there's the trope of the actor wearing their heart on the sleeve and they're crazy or whatever. And that's kind of true. We all come from, uh, many of us, I don't say all, many of us come from broken places. And the thing that acting gives us is a release, a relief from being ourselves. I've been acting on stage and in film, television, anime for 35 years now. And I've had to act when people very close to me have died and, and I find out 20 minutes before I go on stage. And what acting does is you're heartbroken and traumatized and shocked, but then you have to go do the job. And because you're doing the job well, your brain you know, moves to that place where you forget everything else. And it's just a little pattern interrupt in your life where you're not yourself anymore and you always feel better afterwards and you always feel like it's okay it's going to be okay and the other thing that actors do is anything that happens to us we mm -hmm. always have that third eye camera like this is what it feels like when your mother dies this is what it feels like when you see a dead body this is what it feels like when you rescue for someone from a burning car you're always kind of looking at your life in terms of like how will i use this as an actor and so it makes a lot of the pain you go through in life because what we want as humans is to feel like the pain we're going through is useful somehow 
and what you have as an actor is that anytime you are going through that pain, you know it's useful uh, as as a character, as a you know being able to draw on that experience. Nice. And of course, I saw this question before it was sent. This is from Lizzie. How did oh. you get the role of Android Seventeen, the cute one? <laughs> Android 17. So I walked into the booth the first time recording Android 17 and there was a, the still on the screen from the video of the episode. And I, I walked in the booth and I went, oh, who's she? She's totally hot. And they were like, no, dude. Sabbath was like, no, dude, that's your character. And I was like, oh, no, I think I'm hot. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's creepy. <laughs> but I got the role. You know, I went in to audition for it and Sabbath was like, uh, I came in like, I'm Android 17. He was like, no, man, no, just relax. Just be yourself. And I was like, I'm Android 17. He's like, no, seriously, just like, don't do anything and just be dead inside. And I was like, I'm Android 17 and I'm going to kill you. And he's like, oh, it's perfect. I love it. <laughs> and uh, uh, I got the role. I mean, I think he already knew he wanted me for the role. But, uh, you know, his direction was what made that character so interesting because I got to do absolutely nothing inside and just talk and as a as an actor in anime you never get to do that you never get to be the guy who's like i mean especially in dbz and dbz people are like dc you know as famous story sean schimmel passing out from screaming so hard uh the, those guys have to like battle it out android 17 doesn't do any of that he did a little bit in super i had to get a little bit of my uh, you know, abdominal work in for uh, for Android 17 doing super, but uh, uh, during the regular DBZ series, him and the Piccolo fight, Piccolo's like, yeah, and Android 17, his arms are moving just as fast, but he just has no reaction. He's just fighting, and we'd listen to it and listen to see if we hear anything in the Japanese. And when we didn't, he'd be like, okay, man, I guess you don't say anything during that whole fight. I was like, awesome. I don't have to do any work, which is nice as a character, as an anime voice actor in DBZ. Nice. So he get to be quiet. I do. I get to just chill. Android 17's probably the chillest character in uh, the whole DBZ canon. So out of all the characters that you've done, which one do you think is a fan favorite? Well, Android 17, of course, is probably the biggest character I've ever done. Maybe will ever do. You never know. There may be another property that comes up. But DBZ has been going on for 25 years now. So it would be hard to top that. I'd have to somehow make it as an anime voice actor till I'm like 85. I don't think that's going to happen. But it, it, other than that, Yu Yu Hakusho, Hiei probably one of my favorites uh and he's a favorite because the very first time the story i told she was a hiei fan and a bunch of those people in line were fans of yu yu Hakusho because it was a pretty hot anime at the time we went to it so the first a lot of the first fans i met were hiei fans and uh so he's a favorite dr stein is a favorite of mine he had a really great character arc uh, got to have a lot of sort of emotional catharsis. A, a fan least favorite is Shao Tucker from Full Metal Alchemist. People hate that character. And I love how much they hate the character because they'll <laughs> they'll cry. 
they'll get angry at me. They'll pound their fist on the table. Like, why did you do that? And I'm like, it was written that way. And I got paid and they cry. Like, sorry. Sorry. I destroyed your soul. Yeah. Well, well I'm, going I mean, back, I'm going back through the questions and I see one that says, I want to book you for my show. I'm going to assume that that's Mish. Yeah. <clears throat> sure. Book me fire fireflyworks at gmail.com. Just like it sounds. <laughs> fireflyworks at gmail.com send me an email i'll book it you just i check my dates i say yes and then we're done it's pretty simple wow. i love that right greg it's pretty simple isn't it pretty simple to book yes me? it is yes it yeah. is <laughs> and actually can't wait to see see you it is tomorrow right i don't i don't even know what day yes, it is Oh, Greg. 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 You're fine. I got a three-hour drive tomorrow. I think I'm going to leave at like 7. I don't know. I'll try to get there by 10, get settled in. What time does it start? Does the show start at 12 tomorrow? Is that what time it starts? Was it 12 or one? was it noon? I don't know. Yeah. You, make me you know, 12 and Isn't noon it? are the same thing in <laughs> this universe. Greg's from a different universe where it goes 11, 12, noon, 1. Right. VIP, There's an VIP, extra hour. VIP entries at 1.30. Oh, sweet. Okay. I got till 1.30 to start? Awesome. So, yeah, so it starts at 2, I guess. All right. Good. Good, good. I, can, uh, I think it is I can, at 2 a.m. Oh. Ooh, I'll be done way before 2 a.m. I'm sorry to say that. I am. Hey, me too, man. I can't make it to, you know, I'm doing good to make it to midnight. I'm not even going to lie. I'm right? doing good. But yeah. no. Nothing good happens after midnight. I mean, only trouble. So well, I'm good. Some of the trouble after midnight can be fun. <laughs> are, you one of those, are you one of those Cinderella people, Amy? You turn? No, I don't turn, but I will tell you, I'm not even gonna lie. I will get I will get bitchy after mid after midnight and I'm tired. It's fair game. If you can put up with me afterwards, I love you. If not, I get it because I wouldn't put up with myself. That's why I go to bed. So no, I'm not I'm not gonna lie. It's legit. It's the truth. Generally speaking, nine o'clock, I'm 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 in bed, not necessarily going to sleep. Yes, nine o'clock. Okay. And then I'll I'll go to sleep by like ten, but nine o'clock in bed, just sort of focusing oh on on yeah. a, an audio audiobook or or my Kindle or something. Yeah. You know, just you chilling. are my people, man. I'm in bed, like I'm in bed relaxing in between like nine thirty and ten. And I'll probably yeah. fall asleep between like ten thirty and eleven. Like I yeah. just I can't. I have two little kids and they're up early and I, you know, I'm doing good. The greatest like success sometimes at the end of the day is that they're still alive. Honestly, that's my biggest triumph. That's of the it. Time. That's the whole so, thing. The whole yeah. deal. Like she I tell people. Oh, go, Greg. Oh, she told she she even had to ask us not to call CPS on her today. I did in my mind. In my mind, my child was going places in my mind. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. It's, it's the truth. Every parent knows this feeling. Every one well, know. I I was gonna say, I tell people if you want to become a better person, or if you want to see if you're capable of becoming a better person, have a child. Because oh, yeah. all parents know there is that moment with that. You got that baby, right? 
and you got that moment and they've been colicky and it's 3 a.m. And it's like, I'm either going to become a better person or I'm going to kill a baby. Exactly. I either kill this baby or I learn more patience. Yeah. And so you're like, I'm not going to shake you, but I'm going to shake you in my mind. Oh, Oh my gosh. My mind is a dark place sometimes. I'm telling you, I got to go sit in my closet sometimes. I I need a break. I haven't seen those years in 28. It's been 28 years. Listen, Greg, I will help you kidnap a baby this weekend so you can have that experience again. (laughs) You know, I like it. nothing like a little kidnap. Okay. With, no, no, like a, we're not going to return it. We're going to commit a felony this weekend, Greg. Everyone, <laughs> anime <laughs> Oklahoma, come out, watch Greg steal a baby. <laughs> Did you have to say it on live? Man. Oh, I like how he's no, saying no, you're going to do it. Gonna That's the best part. He's come saying you. <laughs> no, Greg. I'm not doing anything. Greg's are. going to jail. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Oh, I love this. I love That's okay. this. That's okay. Come to Anime Amy Oklahoma. Watch Greg get arrested. <laughs> what? Amy said I, that she would bail me out no matter what. I so would, but I mean, I don't know. No, this is too good. Like, this is too funny. That I, may make you, I may pull a Josh and make you sit in there for a day or two just because it's funny. That's I right. Mean, yeah. That's right. I, I tell all my children, great. don't say anything. Also, you're going to sit there for a night. I, I love you. Just facts. I love y'all. <laughs> yeah. I know. If you if you want me to be your one phone call, make sure it's the next day. Okay. Not the same day because I ain't coming to get you. You can wait. You can wait. Actual disclaimer, there will be no kidnapping at Anime Oklahoma. No. <laughs> no. There will be none. Unless Greg goes, you know, crazy. Who knows? It's possible. It's possible. Yeah. No. He's a wild man. He's wild. You just never know with Greg. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah that's me. <laughs> well, I'm, probably, I'm probably sitting in Chuck's chair right now. So, what? Oh, <laughs> you dare better you. not be I'm farting. Sitting, I'm with the guest right now. <laughs> he is. You know, he is. How dare you sit in his throne? That's awful. <laughs> farting in my chair. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's true. We all know. We were all thinking oh, it, Greg. Man. We just said it. Okay. We were all mm. thinking it. We know the truth. Don't gotta okay. lift up a little. <laughs> this is me. This is me with my chair tomorrow. <laughs> hey, you know what? You could bottle them and sell them on OnlyFans. You'd probably make some money. I'm just saying. Don't start. Don't. It's not gonna. It's either gonna smell good or it's gonna smell like The Walking Dead. Your choice. That's true. Oh, That's true. Why, do you have, why do you have to throw The Walking Dead in there? That is like my show. And you just ruined it. You literally just ruined my show. That is so wrong on so many What do you think zombies smell like? Come on. No, I know, but I don't want to know that that comes from you. You you think they smell sweet like roses? No, but now that I'm all I'm going to picture now when I see a zombie is, oh, Greg farted on it again. That's what I'm going to think. So we can't do that. Like, we just, like, you've just ruined a zombie for me, Greg. Oh, someone should really make a sexy zombie movie where zombies are like, super sexy and instead of them chasing you you're like attracted to them and you try not to get siren you know, called to them and you end up being oh, like sexy yeah. zombies with i don't them. know if you know Matt i think that's Burns. called porn but never mind that would there, be a weird porn though. Named Matt weird. Burns, who i think actually did something like that him and a group of people actually did something like that that really i'll have to look that up for you it's not um, it's not the, a porn but it's like a 
zombie flick like that. Sexy zombie. There was uh, probably the best take on the zombie genre I've seen was uh, Love, Death, and Robots had an episode. Have you guys seen that? Love, no. Death, and Robots. It's on uh, Netflix. It's genius. It's like 11 different animators animating. And there's one called like Tiny Zombies. And they do that through the tilt shift miniaturization uh, uh, like mm -hmm. animation. So it's all miniaturized. Mm -hmm. So they do a whole zombie apocalypse, nice. but it's all miniaturized. It is brilliant. Oh. It's one of my favorites. Nice. I'm going to have to watch that because oh, I it's great. love zombies. Zombies are my favorite. The whole thing is, the whole thing is fantastic. I love it. I'm going to have to do that. I'm going to have to do that. Love, death and robots. There's the a, whole series is amazing. Okay. There's I'll a bunch that I have to watch this year. I don't know if I'm going to make it through the year watching all these. I have a bunch to catch up on. Mm -hmm. There's a lot to watch. I still haven't even seen Obi-Wan. Oh, Neither have I. Neither have I. Both. That, that is a sin. That is a sin. Well, the problem is Disney Plus is only on the living room television because we can't have it on all the machines. I think we're stealing it from our, my sister-in-law. I don't know. Don't Disney, I love you. Please hire me for your movies. I'll pay you. <laughs> Nine ninety nine yeah. a month, but it's only on on that one. So uh, and that that gets occupied by the children. If I want to watch some, my family has this horrible habit. They 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 like to talk through things, and I can't watch a movie if there's any discussion happening. And so um, I will watch mm. with the family, and it's the experience of being with the family. But I have to have already seen, uh, yeah, uh, the film or whatever. Like mm -hmm. you know. God forbid there's something comes out that I like and want to see on the big TV uh, uh, because I'll have to do it when everybody's gone. <laughs> yeah. So you wouldn't like watching the movie with me because I am very much, I am like, oh, in that scary movie, I think it's the first one, like she takes that phone call and she's like, hey, girl, and like she's in the middle of a movie. I don't do that, but I will be like, what? No, don't. No, don't run. Don't do that. You're going to die. <laughs> I am very yeah. much that person. I don't know why, but I, I just am. So you don't want to watch a movie with me. I'm so sorry. We can't bond over a movie. But that's all right. That's all right. Yeah. That's so all it's right. like when they're running. It's like, okay, where are they? What are they going to trip over? <laughs> yeah. you know something's going to happen. Something yeah. always happens. The way it is. It's true. true. And then, of course, they always run upstairs and lock themselves in the bathroom. Hello? It's a very comforting place. I mean, it's a true statement. It's very comforting. My bathroom is very comforting for me. I don't know why, but it is. So I totally understand. Now, if anyone tried to murder me, my bathroom is like the furthest place from the front door. So I'm going to die either way, but I may go there because it's just comforting. It's, it's if, if anyone tried to murder me, I would pull out my nine millimeter and there shoot them back. Okay. I am typically strapped, just FYI. <laughs> nice. So you're the kind of person I want to be around. I'm going to feel safe. Okay, I like that. I like I've that. had to pull my gun one time in 30 years, and that was I walked home into my apartment in Chicago, and I was like, why is the TV gone? Who's in my roommate's room? And somebody popped out of my roommate's room, like holding his, his turntable. That's how long ago it was. Holding his turntable. And I went, this is wrong. And I pulled my gun and pointed it at them. And it was him and another guy, and they ran out of my uh, apartment. And uh, I've I, I've only had to pull it once, 
And I was very happy I had it because what would have happened at that moment if I didn't have that is I would have walked out of the apartment and let them take everything, which would have sucked. Uh, but yeah, sorry, I'm, I'm not a big room. gun guy, but I am a big like. Oh, are you? <laughs> oh, the dude. Yes, he was in the wrong room. Yeah. <laughs> or me, I would have been like, I'm in the wrong room. But yeah, yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm typically packing heat because I don't think I need security. I am my own security. Nice. I like that. There we go. Yeah. yeah. I like that. It's Texas. There we go. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I know you got a little bit of a drive tomorrow. I and do. I got to finish setting up and getting getting everything ready here. So I do want to thank you for coming on. Hey, it's been a lot of fun. You guys are really have. a lot of fun for sure. Oh, yay. This is so much And I love that we <laughs> ended on me packing heat. I hope that gives me like a street. <laughs> That's the best it. way to end it right there. Yeah. All right, everybody podcast. come see me at anime, <laughs> Oklahoma. It's going to be a blast. And, and uh, Greg's totally going to steal a baby. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he is, but it has been so nice. I'm so glad I could be on and, and kind of fill in temporarily for Greg. And I got to meet you because this has been, yeah, it was great talking to you. Conversation. So Absolutely. until next time, you guys make sure that you check out all of the photos and lives that Greg's going to be doing at anime Houston. But until next time, you guys bye everybody. Anime, anime, anime 